0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Holiday the Thirteenth podcast for my horror head, sci-fi geeks, and fantasy freaks. We back again now. To start this, this is will not be a normal review episode. This will be my first bonus episode, so to speak. One of the tenants and aims and mission states statements. Of this podcast I had was to shine light on movies that I like, cause I love to talk about movies, but a lot of my friends don't really like to. That's not a dig, you know. I love my friends, but the point is, until I got more ingratiated with the com- community of movie lovers, I didn't know there was people out there that like this shit just as much as I do. But prior to this knowledge, I just wanted an opportunity, a platform to talk about shit I like, and. Uh, I'm gonna talk about his historical films, and it being Black History Month, you guys knew you was gonna get a black movie from me. I mean, what, what kind of content creator would I be? But we're gonna talk about the 1972 classic Blackula, because, like I said, I, I really I'm not informational. But I just kind of want to talk about shit I like. that I'm. I'm, and I think Blackula is very underrated within the horror genre, within film in itself it kind of just gets lumped in with black exploitation movies of the 70s, which is not a dig or an insult, but I think it, it gets passed over as a landmark cinema film. Now, it that's not just uh, me turning a phrase when I say historic, because it is the first what you would call black, because it's made by a black, the director's black, um, the stars are black, to be a horror movie. It's the first black horror exploitation, black exploitation horror movie, uh, so this was the first of its kind, so already histo- historical significance, now where the movie could have went into parody and lampoon kind of like the over-exaggerated nature of black exploitation films, if you're not familiar, these are your shafts, your dolomites, your coffees, your the Mac. These are those movies, TNT and T Jackson, and this isn't a dig because I happen to really love '70s black exploitation films, and I think for the intended purposes. Now they they deal a lot in stereotypes and behavior, suf- substances, and um, things that can be deemed deemed detrimental um, to the to the to how we perceive black culture and black people. But I just see them as movies. They entertain them. They're entertaining. If you watch them from that mindset, eh, you, just, you just like they're goofy movies. Um, I know the violence can be over the top. The over-sexualization of women could be deemed problematic. But at the end of the day, these are movies. Movies reflect life. And if these are how the filmmakers feel, then let them do their shit. But getting um, on Blackula. So Blackula was conceptualized and funded and greenlit to be a black exploitation film. So we was going to get Afro, Dracula, shucking and jiving through the movie. But William Marshall, who actually, who plays Blackula or Mama Walde, he didn't want that. And the director, William Crane, also, they fought against that. They wanted to make a movie of su- a substance. They wanted to just craft a film that had nothing to do, well, was about black people, but didn't have to delve into those tropes. Uh, with the, the only kind of movies you got with black people were those seventies movies, because they were successful. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the filmmakers didn't want to take that approach, and the, the film is all the better for it. Now, like I mentioned, it's directed by William Crane, a black filmmaker. It stars William Marshall, and he plays Mama Wade Mama Wilde. Uh, a.k.a. Blackula, now getting into, well, you know what, when I do the plot synopsis, I'll talk about that. Now, Luva slash Tina, uh, who is the Mina character, if you're familiar with Bram Stoker's Dracula, because is pretty much a, re- a retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and she's played by Venetta McGee. Now, you have the actual Count Dracula from fab- Fabled of old. He's played by Charles uh, Mac- uh McClurey, if I'm saying that right, Oh, no, it's no R. McClurey, if I'm saying that right. Then you have Doctor Gordon Thomas. He plays the Van Helsing character, or this is our the hero of our story. He's played by Thomas uh, Rashulala. Then you have Michelle, that's his right hand man slash woman, and I really like their character dynamic and portrayal. Uh, and she's played by Denise Nichols. In her first TV role, she was a, a TV actress at the time. Successful one with a slew of Golden, uh, gold, golden Globe nominations. Uh, and then you have the comic relief of the film, and I'm glad he was included. Everybody's uh, snaggletooth, everybody's favorite snaggletooth crapshooter, Skillet. He's played by uh, G2 Kambaka and the reason the crap shooter reference was harlem nights if you ever watch harlem nights the dude that gets shot in the, head in the very very beginning uh he plays skillet pretty much our comic relief for the movie he's only in a few scenes but he uh, he says funny shit and and, and moves on <clears throat> so this is the cast of the film now in crafting the movie the 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 right the writers uh of the screenplay joan torres uh, Raymond Cohen, in, in conjunction with William Crane and William Marshall, got together to craft, like I said, just an actual well made film. Now, it does deal with themes of racism, of course, uh, sexism, and it, does, it deals with race relations in the 70s, 70s. Why can't I speak today? Of the 70s, and, uh, where it could be preachy or lean towards one direction or, or the other. I just think it's a snapshot in time, and the movie just plays how it would how it would play. Now, originally, the reason why I mentioned he was named Mama Walde because his name was supposed to be something else. They wanted to have him be uh, Tony Brown or Anthony Brown. But uh, William Marshall and William Crane wanted to make him an African prince. Now, let's talk about the plot of the movie. Um yeah, let's talk about the plot, because I've, I've already mentioned that the filmmakers want to make something to, of substance. Now, going into the plot, we can see where they implemented the commentary or thoughts or whatever they wanted to tell, and it already starts from the beginning. It takes place in Transylvania, and this is where Mama Walde, he's a prince of African Nation, he goes to discuss uh, the abolishment of slavery with the Count Dracula, and Dracula's is like Bus- business is booming so to speak And Mambuade is like no nah, we got to cut this shit out uh, So we already have a protagonist we can root for We already have somewhat of a anti-hero As a human his mission in life was to end slavery within this country continent Because uh, he's wealthy <clears throat> But Dracula's is like no I don't want to hear that And by the way I like your wife can I have her basically, and this already deals with uh, the, the ideal that's been, because I still say it's perpetrated today to where if a white wealthy man deems a black woman attractive, that should be a compliment, and this happens with women of any race, but I'm just saying for the purpose of this movie, they added that, and that was somewhat of the trigger for Mama Wild Day. like, all right, cool. You done not went too far, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he actually has a line in a movie: uh, "Sir, are you ill?" When Dracula uh, propositions his wife, and that's pretty much enough. So again, you already it's already dealing with the the tragic romance. You know what I mean? Because in in, the, in essence. The reason why I like Blackula, it's pretty much just a gothic love tale. And these are some of some of my favorite um, ill-fated lovers. I don't know why that's a genre I find myself immersed in, starting from Romeo and Juliet, Othello, if you want to get into more modern times. You have Bill Street by James Baldwin, book and film. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Ryan Gosley and Michelle Williams, Blue Valentine, which is funny, I really like this movie, and when I watch it, i like, this is like The Notebook, if The Notebook was in real life, and so I kind of watch it as a companion piece to The Notebook, but no, not watch it Blue Valentine. Anyway, El yeah, ill-fated lovers, that's always been something that, that intrigued me. Um, so, we get back into the story of Blackula, like I Edified to me, it's just a gothic love story. We, we don't get enough of those in the black community. Blackula gave me a black a black gothic love story, so thank you for that. <clears throat> so this causes a skirmish between Blackula and the Count. He turns him into Dracula. All right, Dracula turns Mama Walde into a vampire. curses him, and his cave is buried into modern day, which was seventy two. I think it's like four or five hundred years in the in the in from. The incident, <clears throat> but he's awakened, brought him back to modern modern day LA. So the film was actually shot in Watts, which is uh, another credit to it. it. It took place in a predominantly black community to be a black film. So that yeah, that was another thing the filmmakers kind of wanted to have that that be the backdrop of the film. This urban black. Area, so when the character of Blackula shows up, you have that juxtaposition or that that contrast. Uh, I think *Vampire in Brooklyn* tried to do that, and I love *Vampire in Brooklyn*, but it it didn't pull it off as successfully as this movie. Or as tonally tonally, it works better here. It's more tonally jarring in *Vampire in Brooklyn*. And again, I love that movie. I'm, I'm I'll probably do that one day. Um, <clears throat> But so anyway, he's brought him back to modern day L.A. He's awaking through happenstance, and if you're familiar with the Bram Stoker legend, he he thinks he finds the reincarnated reincarnation of his wife Luva. and in this time is Tina, and this is played. She's played by Vonetta McGee, uh, Vonetta McGee, and. Oh my gosh, they <laughs> they just don't make them like they used to, right? Now I'm playing. That's a joke. But though the cast in this movie, everybody's beautiful, and the lead they got, uh, if it was today, it should be like Janelle Monet to me. She's, so I really like they kept it. Everybody has the Afro. Everybody has their Daishikis. They kept it a real afrocentric movie. And I know 70s movies already have that appeal to them because they're vintage, so they're fly. But I happen to think this movie was fly for the 70s because I watch a lot of 70s films. This movie, I think they actually took uh, time into making making these characters look really good. So he's awakened. He finds Tina. He tells her, you're my reincarnated love. She don't believe him, but... Now we dealing with the supernatural element, you know. D- Dracula, Black is mem- mesmerizing, so she starts to fall for him. So now the again the ill fated love begins, and once he reveals himself, and uh, she's like, "Nah, Jack." He says a line that I thought was poignant. He says, "I lived again to lose you twice," and I thought that was dope because this is one of the one of the reasons I, I liked the uh, the story of. The same soul, same love over past lives. You know what I'm saying. You 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 meet the soul you love in life, and then you find them in every plane of existence, whatever plane of your existence you agree on. And uh, I think that's what romance really is. But you know, that's that may be getting off top uh, off topic. But it's valent, it's ve- February, so it's Black History, and I also did want to cover this because it deals with this gothic love story. So we could we could uh, lump Valentine's Day in there too. So. Yeah, damn. But <clears throat> anyway, so Tina, aka this story's Mina, falls for Mama Walde, and but bodies are popping up. So Dracula, uh, vampires got to feed to live. So bodies pop up. So in in comes our protagonist, Doctor Gordon Thomas, and he's played by Thomas Rashulala, and this is our Vel Van Helsing of the movie. I'm not going to keep saying they're familiar with Bram Stoker, but Vel- Van Helsing is the pretty much hero of that story. And we have Dr. Thomas in this story. So he's the one that investigates, finds out the myth, the lore of the vampires. He tries to tell everybody, but, of course, nobody believes him. And he's accompanied by Michelle. This is Denise Nichols, and this is his, his right hand, like I said, man slash woman. Now, I really like their dynamic because they're, they're pretty much the lead heroes because tina is her sister so they're they're, they're already interconnected and she helps dr gordon and you know figuring out things when they meet blackula you know some of the dialogue between it so i really like really like them and then talk about skillet he's the uh, comic relief he just shows up at the club to say funny shit but I like the actor, um, and I like how he's just funny. They didn't play him as ignorant. They didn't play him as, you know, lowbrow. He's just a funny character. So we we still have that in the movie, you know what I mean? Um, because, again, I think black exploitation films are just funny, but I know how they can be offensive to people when it's turned up to 100. You know, I'm laughing, but it's kind of like, oh, like, a, like, a Deja Pell says, oh, this racism is killing me inside. But, <clears throat> but, uh, that's skillet. So anyway, the story plays, how it plays. Uh, they fall in love. He wants to make her a vampire, bring her back. Um, they have to stop him. Uh, violence, calamity ensues. Movie ends. Uh, I'm not gonna going to go into the full plot. Cause I really, if you know, if you watch it, you do know am talking about, but if not the, the you know, the story, so that's the plot. Now, what I want to talk about is some of the substance they wanted to put in. I already mentioned how they want to bring in the slavery aspect, which is something the filmmakers fought for because the studio said they didn't want it because they didn't want had that un- uh, they didn't want people to be uncomfortable. And the reply and the retort from William Marshall and William Crane was, "Neither do we." You know what I'm saying? We, we don't want to talk about this either, but we're going to use this film to to illustrate that. If you're going to give us a old a uh, black character, he would have been alive during slavery if the time matches up. so what what would he have been doing? You know what I mean? what would he have felt if he's if this person the stature? So I like that because that's who the count Dracula is. So when you make uh, Dracula as um, pre- predominant, so you have to give him some agency. So I like that the film uh, added that in the context for the time. Again, this is in the '70s, so this is not the genesis. But now we have our Black Power movement, so these conversations were already being had. Your natural, the this, the afros are coming back. You know what I'm saying? In the '60s, it wasn't really a thing. People were st- still trying to fit in, so you cut your hair low and, and you wear your hair and you wore your hair straight. But in the '70s, no, we're going back to being natural, and 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 that's it. You're going to have to. Uh, deal with it So I'm glad the movie <clears throat> Brought that in And again like I said It takes place in LA Which is somewhat of a um, Black mecca of the west coast So it wanted to have The filmmakers wanted that backdrop And it was filmed in Watts So that's already You know They wanted to have the back, back uh, backdrop And it be If you're going to tell this story We're going to tell it In the right place um, And the dialogue in the movie too so the characters have these exchanges, and this is where I really want to get into the film, why I feel it's uh classic, because the acting and the back and forth between the characters, I mean, it's good. It's actually good acting. Now, you do have already the the, the tropes of, quote-unquote, bad acting, but again, it's back in the day, so some of that shit was just how we perceived it to be. But when Mama Walde and, for instance, Dr. Thomas are having their exchanges, it's great. And then they lift lines from the actual Bram Stoker story in the original film. So you, you still have um you still have those callbacks. So it was every inch of a remake or modern telling, you know what I mean? So I like how I just didn't say black vampire and had nothing to do with the lore mythos of of uh of Dracula. So <clears throat> so yeah the dialogue and acting. Uh, I really like it. You gave these characters lines. Like I mentioned, the um, I lived again, the lose you twice line. I like that. And, de- and delivered with the diction and, and the manner in which William Marshall delivered it is like, oh man, this is great. Like, this is our fucking Marlon Brando here, and we don't appreciate it. Uh, it's another instance. And now we're back to the love story with him and Tina. I wanna call her Mina. Um, and he's saying, time belongs to us, you know, cause he lives forever. So, so it should be a happy story, but you know, forces must conspire to vanquish evil, and what you deem evil. Now we have the now the story gets intriguing. Is is Dracula really bla- bad? Is Dracula really bad? We don't know. I mean, you're cursed, and you have to eat blood. I have to eat. And I I eat a million chickens a week. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. We have to necessary evils. <clears throat> But, um, so yeah, that's the dialogue and acting. Now, I spoke a little bit on the style and the costumes, but to get really into it, everybody looks uh, phenomenal. Now, I happen to think I'm from the 70s and maybe I'm a vampire and I don't know how old I really am because I feel so at home in 70s cinema. Um, I no, I just love it from the cars, from the music from the style, from the vibe, from how everything is just natural. Um, No, I dig it all. And Mentioning the music, you do have the Hughes Corporation in this film, and this was their jumping-off point. If you're not familiar with them, they sang the song Rock the Boat. So I love, again, in real-world, not consequence, but in real-world ramifications, you had a movie showcase an act that would go on to prominence uh number uh one hit so i kind of like how you know that brings it back to uh encompassing all of it because when you make a black movie like music is just so ingrained in our culture you're going to get some music uh i was speaking to my friend on the uh of the other podcast. I co-host Black Audacity podcast. Uh, shameless plug. But I was speaking with my co-host on that podcast, Sam Banks, saying how when movies came out in the 90s, movies we liked, the soundtrack, we were just as excited as the soundtrack. Movies like uh, Above the Rim, Minutes to Society, Love Jones, Wayne Exhale, my favorite movie soundtrack, Soul Food. When these movies came out, they, they pretty much came with the soundtrack like we knew that was coming together, so I like how uh, that's always just been a staple of uh black films music being such a part of our history, though and story American music is is, is is all derived from um ancient uh not ancient but blue what we would call the blues now this was music um slave music. So what we call rock and roll, what we call the blues, what we call all of that country music, this was just slave music. So music has always been our, not our part of the story, but this is that's has always been um, in us, so so to speak. And I, I remember a quote about the blues: "What better place for the blues than America?" <laughs> but so getting into <clears throat> more of that. So just more the the look and the feel and the themes of the of the movie, and this is why I believe it is a. A Classic film and outside of the realm it's is is it's um it's lodged in outside the ilk of black sports Haitian films. Uh, I believe all of that's in um, very much important. <clears throat> now, I went over the story, I went over the plot, I went over uh, some of the themes now, and I went over personally why I liked it uh, as a gothic love story so. If you haven't seen Dracula, I really do suggest watching it. Again, this wasn't going to be a full review or breakdown. This is just something I wanted to do to shine light um, on a film that I like. And now it has a sequel. I'm not going to go too much into the sequel because what I do plan on doing is watching the sequel with others and then having we're going to have a full just discussion on it. And then that, that could be more of an insight. So you just don't have to hear my thoughts on it because I would really love perspectives, different perspectives um, from and on this movies and movies like this. So uh, thank you again for listening. Um, I'm not gonna keep you long because again, this was not made to be a review, more so of a, a bonus episode. It's Black History Month, so let me give y'all some Black History Month. It's Valentine's Day is approaching, so sit down with your lady and watch *Bacula*, man. It's really, it really is a really good love story. Uh, like I said before, uh, I don't know, the, I don't know what the fuck the hopeless romantic in me just, just loves the concept of. Uh, uh, the same souls and in, in, in different lives you know that's a real groovy concept to be um so <clears throat> this has been holiday the 13th podcast bonus episode little analysis lore a little bit behind the movie. I didn't get too in depth because, again, just go watch the movie and come back and listen to this. But thank you again. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Happy Black History Month. And uh, as Camille would say, let's keep it filming. Peace out.